This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. This is the 49ers web zone. No Huddle Podcast, part of the Odyssey family. I'm Al Sacco with Zane Nockby and with producer extraordinaire Brian Rennick. Uh, we can't get enough of what Brian's doing on the side, so we talked about it a couple episodes ago that he was working with um, on a project with Mark Adams, right? Did I say the name right? Yeah. Mark Adams uh, about a podcast on Roger Craig and getting him into the Hall of Fame and why he should be in there. And they've interviewed Ronnie Lott. They have a lot of real cool people that they're going to be interviewing. And and today, I mean, it doesn't get – there's only a couple guys that I think could get much better than this. My man got to uh, sit in and help produce on this with Steve Young today. And Brian, just how cool is that when you're talking to these guys? You know, honestly, it's like, I just, it's just like, I've taken screenshots just because it's like, I'm there. And it just, I just have this shit eating grin on my face. Like, I don't, like, I don't even know. I'm just smiling like ear to ear. I've not like, haven't smiled bigger in I don't know how long. So it's been, it's been really cool. Uh, you know, Steve was, was kind enough to give us some of his time. And, you know, we, we got about it was a little less than 15 minutes with him. Um, but it was, it was awesome. And it was just a really cool, uh, opportunity to hear, you know, a guy who is just an absolute legend in the franchise and a legend in the NFL, you know, let's, let's be honest, you know, he's, he's one of the, you know, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the position, uh, very unique quarterback, uh, a lefty, right. We don't see many of those, uh, especially anymore. Um, you know, we get them every, every once in a while, but, for the most part, you know, they don't, they don't come around too often. And so it was, it was awesome to hear him not only talk about Roger, uh, but really kind of talk about what, you know, what the hall of fame means to, to these players, because that's one of the questions that, that Mark is asking, especially the, uh, the players that played with Roger and those that are in, in the hall already is, you know, what is it, what does it mean to make it into the hall of fame for you and then how do you, you know, what, how important do you think that will be to Roger? And, and it was interesting because Steve, you know, Steve kind of went into this. I, I don't know that he was ready for the question. Cause he kind of just like Ronnie, Ronnie kind of was taken aback by the question. And then the interesting thing about Ronnie is he got a little bit of a, emo- a little bit emotional when he started talking about it and you could just see how important it was to him for Roger to get this honor. And, and for Steve, it was like, Oh man, like I haven't really thought of that. And then he kind of went into this whole thing. And, you know, one of the things that 
we talk about a lot with Roger Craig is he was the first player ever to have a thousand rushing yards and a thousand receiving yards in a season. And, and, you know, largely I think that is to me, one of the most compelling arguments for his, uh, for his enshrinement in Canton is that he was the first to do it. And not only that, there's only been two other guys that have done it since then. One of them is in the hall of fame and one of them is playing currently on the San Francisco 49ers. And that's mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey. And so it's been Craig Marshall Falk and Christian McCaffrey. That's it. That's the list. It's just three. And one of them is already in the hall of fame, but you know, it was interesting. The thing that Steve talked about was when you're the first to do something, sometimes the league kind of pushes back against it a little bit. Um, You know, when Roger came into the NFL, it it was a, it was a power league, right? It was an I formation, Mm -hmm. I back, you know, power, you know, power running game. And all of a sudden this, you know, these hoity toity left coasters in San Francisco started putting, you know, uh, a little bit of finesse into, into their football and, and, and people kind of push back against it. And he talked actually about his own experience, you know, being not only a lefty, but a lefty scrambler, which was something that wasn't really anywhere in the NFL and how he, he really was disliked in Tampa Bay by the fans and largely by the team, just by who he was. And that it's interesting. Now the league has come, he said the league has come to him now. Uh, meaning that, you know, you look at the, you look at the quarterbacks who are highly or largely successful and they are quarterbacks that remind us a lot of Steve young, right? Those that uh, are incredible pocket passers, but, do have the ability to get out on the run, to scramble, to keep plays alive, things like that. He brought up Patrick Mahomes. He brought up uh, Josh Allen. He brought up mm-hmm. um, uh, Lamar Jackson, right? Not, again, necessarily comparing them to him, right? Lamar Jackson is a much better athlete than Steve was, and I think he would freely admit that. But it, the interesting thing to me is that he brought this up, and it really fits into this – uh, quarterback situation that we currently have in San Francisco, right? I mean, I, Al, you and I were talking prior to recording, and and I was saying, if you look at the three quarterbacks that are that are going to make up this quarterback room, being Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, and uh, Sam Darnold, you know, which one do you think would fit that mold that Steve's talking about, or even that mold of Mahomes, Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson? you know, things like that. And, and to me, that still is Trey Lance in terms of traits and abilities. Um, I don't think Trey has the accuracy that Steve had. And that's one of the things that you and I brought up, but it it really does feel like we're on this precipice here where we know that Brock played really, really well, but he's coming off this, this elbow injury And he does not have the same physical tools that Trey has. He's got a lot of the intangibles and sometimes you can't measure that, but you know, I I've asked this question on this podcast before is this um, you know, is this elbow injury possibly a blessing in disguise for the 49ers in that they will finally get an opportunity as long as he stays healthy. And there's the big caveat to see what they have in Trey Lance, because if Purdy didn't get injured and they, still lose that game or they make to the Super Bowl or they win the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy is the unquestioned QB one. It just, there's no question about it, but this injury changes things. And so 
you know, it's interesting, like I said, to have, to hear a legend that played for the team that is currently in this quarterback situation to talk about how the league has come more to him and, and where the 49ers are in terms of having quarterbacks that are similar to Steve Young. I make a mistake. Steve Young, when his day, he was arguably the, the greatest athlete playing quarterback at, in his time. Yeah. You could say Randall mm-hmm. Cunningham is a very close second, if not right there with him, but Steve mm-hmm. Young was unbelievable. And for those of you who haven't had a chance to see him play, like we all saw, we all grew up watching Steve and Joe both, right? And I think that yep. a lot of people felt a certain way about Steve because who he replaced and, mm-hmm. you know, who, who, who was who was before him. And I think that, that, that it's funny that that animosity between Joe and Steve and between Joe and the team kind of still resonates today, I, I think a little bit as well, from at least from Joe's side. But Steve Young... I, Look, I, I, I categorize him this way. I felt like Joe Montana is, is, in my opinion, the greatest quarterback of all time, right? And, and some people will still believe that, but Brady, some people will say Brady. But in terms of likability, in terms of the face of the franchise, in terms of who you want as an ambassador to your team, to your city, to, to all of that, as ambassador uh, to, to other people from, from your team in your city, Steve Young is that guy. He's well-spoken. He's in, off the charts and tells the guy passed the California bar exam. He's a lawyer. And he's, he was such a cerebral quarterback. And I think that that combination of the physical ability plus the ability to be so cerebral as a, as a player at the most important position of the sport made him that successful because he understood that, Hey, in order to extend my career and to be as effective as possible, I can't just pull it down every time and run. I have to be able to throw from the pocket. And in his younger years, he would just take off and run with it. And you'd see all those exciting plays, like the famous run against Minnesota, which was which was the open of our show for so long, right? For years, yeah. And and you you see those those wow plays from Steve Young early in his career, but he was a much more cerebral quarterback towards the end of his career. And the the evidence of how good Steve Young was and what he meant to this franchise, it is shown after he left the team because as soon as he left, this franchise went down the toilet until Jeff Garcia got his footing underneath him and, and was able to be the next guy. As yeah. soon as Steve Young got injured and yep. eventually retired, this, this franchise went into the tank for several years. And I think that that's a testament to how great Steve Young was. He's one of my favorite all-time players like ever in any sport and my favorite left-handed player, obviously. But just what he brought to, to the... I know, I know I'm going long here, but the, the 94 team, if you've ever watched America's game, Steve Young is one of the people that's, that's speaking on that team for that, that documentary. And he talked about that 40 to eight Eagles game and how he yelled at George Seifert. And now mm-hmm. all of a sudden his team wanted to fo- follow him. He was this fiery leader. And that's all it took really to get them to really believe in him. And everybody on that team, on that 94 team will say that that was Steve Young's team. That was his team. That was his show. He was the biggest reason why they won. Not Dion. It was Steve Young. That's why they won the Super Bowl that year. And I still believe that to this day. You you know what's interesting, too, about Young? We talked a few shows ago about Montana and Brady. and Those guys are are known as the two best ever, as, as they should be, because of the whole picture, because playoffs and regular season and everything. But you could make the argument to me that Sunday to Sunday, down to down, Peyton Manning may be the best regular season quarterback of all time. I think that's a fair, I think you can make that argument. You could also maybe say Steve Young needs to be in the conversation in terms of regular season. And if you look at, it's not always all about stats, but statistically, well, he won too. So he did both during regular season. They had an amazing winning percentage and it was about the stats, I guess. Statistically, what he did 
from 1991 through 1998. If you're listening to the show right now, go on Pro Football Reference and look up Steve Young and look at what he did in the league during that time. And I'll, I'll give some of the highlights. He led the league. So this is eight seasons, 91 through 98. He led the league in yards per attempt five times. And listen to these numbers. Yards per attempt, nine, 8.6, 8.7, 8.6, 8.5. Mahomes, for comparison, lead has an 8.1 career, and he's been, you know, tops are right there since he's been in the league. Peyton Manning has had a yards per attempt of eight yards or more four times in his entire career. Brady, three. Young did it five times, all over eight. Unbelievable. Interception percentage, he led the league twice. Touchdown percentage, he led the league three times. TDs, he led the league four times. 25, 29, 35, 36 when he led. Those are huge numbers for back then. We talked about his accuracy. Completion percentage, he led the league in 92, 66.7%. Then he led the league four years in a row. 90, 94, 70.3. 95, 66.9, 96, and 97, both 67.7. That's insane for that time period. What he did was absolutely crazy. He led the league in yards per game twice. He led the league in quarterback rating one, two, three, four, five, six times in those eight years. He was MVP twice. He was Offensive Player of the Year. I Again, I challenge you to go back and look at anybody's eight-year run and see if they were more dominant than Steve Young was in those eight years. It's crazy. Now, where his detractors would come in is the one Super Bowl, and there could have been more. They, there could have been more championships. There were more NFC championship games that maybe they could have won. But he listen, Super Bowls are not easy. Montana and Brady, and now what Mahomes are doing, that is not the norm. If you look at a lot of these great quarterbacks, they have one, maybe two. Peyton's got two. Elway got two later in his career. Rodgers has one. Breeze has one. A lot of these guys just Breno didn't have any. So it's you were 49er fan. You grew up with Montana, and he wins four championships from '81 through '89. You're you're going to judge things by championships. But Young did get it done one year and won won the title. But what he did in the regular season, I, I think it stands up with anybody. It's amazing. And have you have you guys read his book? Part of it, part of it. Uh, yeah, and the things he had to deal with. Yeah, with the anxiety. Yeah, so stuff, it's yeah. I've yeah. read it twice. I think it's amazing. Like the anxiety that he has, and again, if you. If you haven't read it, read it. He would like to the point of like throwing up and shaking and he had major anxiety. He had to see a therapist. He really dealt with some stuff growing up and even into his play, playing career. And it's it's amazing he was able to do what he did also dealing with that. He's an amazing person. He was an amazing quarterback. Yeah, you, Zane, you, also, you mentioned really that he's passed. Really I would say you mentioned really that he passed so, yeah. the bar and is a lawyer. He, he went to law school while playing for the San Francisco 49ers. That's the mm-hmm. other thing. He went to law school while playing and passed the bar. That's just bonkers. A couple, couple other stats as well. Um, so Steve Young set the league record for completion percentage in 1994 at the time at 70.3%. So that's that's an absurd number. Also set the league record for passer rating in, in, this, in the season at 112.8. So both of those records at the time were, were set by Steve Young. And The efficiency with which he operated the offense, specifically after Mike Shanahan was able to make him more of a pocket passer, because those two MVP years, he was running around making plays. Like one of my favorite Steve Young plays is when he threw the pass. uh, They're playing candlestick against the Falcons, threw a pass near the goal line. They tipped it up. He caught it himself and ended up getting like a three-yard gain out of it. Like just 
it was just like the the most Steve Young play ever because it was so chaotic but also like under control. It's just when he got to learn to throw from the pocket and and really hone that skill, he really took his game to the next level to basically like a Hall of Fame level and was able to elevate the rest of the team. Remember the year after the Super Bowl in 1995, they had Derek Lavilla at, at running back. They had no running game. Steve Young was the second leading rusher on the team, and he was constantly hurt because he was having to run the ball. But 95, 96, they had no running game. 96, they had Terry Kirby. 97, they finally got Garrison Hurst, and he got his thousand-yard rusher. But for two years after the Super Bowl win, he was very largely carrying the load for that team, and the number one reason why they were in contention both of those years. And it's just. It was such a pleasure to watch him. He was he was one of my favorite players to watch growing up and, and just such a great guy and such a great dude. And, and you can't say that about everybody. Yeah, speaking of, again, impressive accomplishments uh, from 92 through 98, uh, so seven straight years, he was a pro bowler. Um, mm-hmm. And then in 92, he was the MVP. In 93, he was the runner-up for MVP. And then in 94, he was MVP again. Uh, and then he had three straight years, 92 through 94, where he was a first team all pro 95. He was a second team all pro, uh, 97. He was fourth in MVP voting and a second team all pro. And then in 98, he was uh fourth in offensive player of the year and a second team all pro. So again, an all pro in one, two, three, four, five, six, six out of seven years from 92, to 98. So again, just a, a stretch of dominance at the quarterback position that is just incredible. He had 43 rushing touchdowns. That's crazy. 43 rushing touchdowns for, from the quarterback position. Unreal, unreal athlete. Yeah, yeah, and the Niners, the Niners were overall with him when he started 91 and 33 overall. I mean, they were just a juggernaut. He was he was he was an amazing player. Amazing player. 